it's Michelle and Izzy here with Perfectly Imperfect Relationships Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Perfectly Imperfect Relationships. Today we're going to speak about self-expression. Now you might be thinking, what's that got to do with relationships? Well, it has everything to do with relationships because if we cannot be our true selves, how can we have authentic relationships with others? And even with ourselves, if we're lying to ourselves about how we love and how or what we need in our life or how we need to do things in life, what makes us tick, if we don't really understand or express those things about ourselves, we aren't living or having authentic relationships with ourselves or with others. So if you give the persona that, that you're interested in, say, rock climbing, when you're really not, then it gives a false sense of self to other people and therefore they're tapping into the false sense of self instead of the true person which is you. So if you're after authentic relationships with others and having a relationship with others where you feel truly connected and truly understood, true self-expression is important and necessary. Just recently, you know what, I super admire my daughter. I've probably spoken to her about her before on other podcasts and she's not even 16 yet and she she's in grade 11 and she's going to her semi-formal this week. You know, it's all about fashion, who's wearing what, how are you doing your hair, you know, are you doing those little flicks on the eyes or what colour are you wearing, is your, is your dress short, is it long, colour is it, come into play. And she actually goes to a high school that has no uniform. They encourage self-expression and self-exploration. And as a teenager, I don't know whether you can remember that far back. I know it's in the distant past for me. But we all had this um, period of time where we experimented with different expressions of self. What sits with us? What aligns with us? Or sometimes we may have taken on sort of uh, personas to fit in. So just going back to my daughter, the reason I admire her so much because she actually has this great sort of balance of being aware and understanding what other people want and desire in this situation, for instance, but then going her own way. Regardless of what everyone else is doing, she's looking and observing and taking that all in. But ultimately, at the end of the day, she decides what she truly wants. And what fits with her? What's her true self-expression at this point in time? And yes, she's still experimenting with different sorts of things and clothing and makeup and the way she does her hair, which is totally normal. And it's not just the teenage years that we can do this. We morph as we grow. So someone like me at, you know, in my 40s, I can still do a whole cull of my wardrobe and then start all over again because I've decided I want to express myself in a different way. And one of those ways I'm choosing to do it is through the way I get dressed. Uh, the way I, or what clothes I wear, what colors I wear, what style I wear. There's all different sorts of self-expression. There's the way we speak. There's what associations we're aligned with. The clubs we join, whether we do golf, whether we do a riding class, whether we are involved in the PNC at school. It's important to have those things for self-expression because if we don't, imagine yourself contained in a box. And this is what we do to ourselves sometimes when we feel we have to put on these other personas to fit in with the environment that we are currently in or that we want to move into. This is where it's essential to take time out to just have a bit of a check-in about what you truly want and desire. 
And if what you're doing and saying and being is not in alignment with who you really want to be, change it. So you think that your friends may not accept you. If they don't accept you for the change that you incorporate in your life, then maybe they're not the the friends that you need at this point in your life. Maybe it's time to pull back a bit with them and put energy into different friendships. Because I'm in my 40s, I've been doing a bit of research about going grey. Now, I don't know if any of you have already done this sort of transition where you stop dyeing your hair to cover all the silver and the grey and just go a la natural. Now, I've read that there's, and I've watched YouTube videos, all that sort of thing about what options you have to do to do those things. And if you want more information on that, email me and I'll send you some links. Otherwise, do a little bit of a quick search on YouTube and you'll come across many women who have basically embodying who they are at this point in time, in this stage of their life. And once they've made the decision to just let that grey come through, let that natural um, hair colour come through, they've found that they've actually been able to be in more alignment with their self. There's actually nothing wrong with growing. There's nothing wrong with ageing, let me put this to you that way. The, the thing that we all have, it doesn't matter whether you're wealthy, poor or middle class, whether you're smart, whether you're from Europe or whether you're from the UK, whether you're from Australia or whether you're from Japan, we all have time. No one can control time. The sun rises and sets. So what you do with that time is up to you. But also we age. We're not meant to stay at one age. Life is fluid. We've talked about this before, where it's constantly evolving and changing. And there's nothing wrong with you doing that as well. Who you are now does not have to be who you are in 20 years' time. I mean, if you like who you are now, stay who you are now. But if there's things that you're not, that you're finding aren't in alignment with your authentic self, have a look at why you're not changing or embracing those things. What's holding you back from expressing who you are? What's holding you back from letting people see who you really are? Now, I don't mean you have to get on stage and get the spotlight shined on you to go, ta-da, here I am, world. But if that's kind of your way to launch who you really are, go for it. A friend of mine actually um, did some stand-up comedy stuff just for a different taste of self-expression, to bring out new things about themselves, to embrace other things about themselves as well, and to share that. And a challenge, it was a challenge to be able to do that too. And also a big eye-opener about being vulnerable and being seen by others. Self-expression helps us to really see who we are. And it helps us to align with things and know things about ourselves that we wouldn't have done previously if we didn't try something. So if you wanted to do a new health regime and you decided, well, I'm going to, there's a fun run coming up in two months. I'm going to start preparations for that. So ask yourself, why are you doing the fun run? Is it to show your support for a charity? That's great. So you're expressing your need to contribute to community or to something greater and bigger than yourself. But you might use that event to actually have some other expression about you being healthier and changing your mindset and focus on being a bit more healthier on the physical level. And it takes mental stamina to do something like that as well. So what's your mindset around this whole thing? 
Is it that if you run 2K instead of 5, that it's all good? Is it that you don't actually run it, that you walk it? What are the expectations you have around it? And how does that reflect on your relationships? Are you going to do it on your own or are you going to try and bring in some of your relationships to support you or to encourage them to be involved in something that's community-based and bigger than their self as well? What is it about you and your relationships that help you discover that you are being your authentic self? I mean, isn't that the point? Are you going through life pretending to be someone or are you going through life actually being who you're meant to be? How many times as a child were you told to be this, be that, you should do that, have this? Are those things really in alignment with what you want? And if you don't know, experiment, try different things, see what sits right and not just in the head, but in the heart and the gut. We've talked about the three brains and how we need to make decisions with these in alignment so that we're not just making a logical decision, we're making one that's on an emotional level and one that just sits right with us. Now, don't get me wrong, there is some level of discomfort when you create change. And it could be saying that, okay, well, I need to, I want to exercise and I'm going to choose to express that by doing laps at the pool. So that means I have to get into a swimsuit or something I can wear in the water. What do I feel that makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but I'll still do it anyway? These are the incremental steps we take to change. If you've got a big picture change that you want to take, whether it's like you've gone, right, I've been in the admin industry for the last 20 years and I really want to get out of that and do something that actually is working with my hands. Or it could be that you've decided you don't want to be in retail anymore where you're doing sales and you want to be a painter. When we start expressing our authentic self, it creates a sense of deep peace. Now, I don't know whether you've ever had a taste of that. When the world seems unsure, especially in these times of COVID where the external environment that you live in is changing, you've got no sure footing on what's going to happen. Or having a sure foot on knowing who you are and what you want out of life helps centre you. It helps you become the rock in the middle of the hurricane. You know, the eye of the storm is where it's calm. It's where it's peaceful. It's where the everything else, the drama, the trauma, the unknown, the triggers of anxiety circle around you. But inside, you are cool, calm and collected. Being that for others, but being that for yourself is essential. And being able to express who you are whether it's through painting, whether it's through song, whether it's through dance, whether it's through gardening, whether it's through looking after pets, whether it's being an Uber driver and getting people safe, uh, you know, one place to the next. Self-expression could be through writing, whether that's for other people to read or just for yourself, whether it's designing something on the computer, whether it's being at the beach and taking on that wave and just writing it. Those things that just fill you with that sense of peace and it's like creating a sense of wholeness because what you're doing when you're expressing your authentic self is showing who you are. It's tapping into the core of you. 
It's like looking at a baby who hasn't been impressed by the external world yet and they're just who they are. It's a sense of just being. Now, many people go to lots of meditation classes to get through to that point, but you don't have to meditate to get to that point of self. It's knowing those expressions of self that tap into the authentic self that give you that peace. So when you're feeling anxious and uncertain about what decision to make or what direction to go, tapping into self-expression, authentic self-expression can help you get back to you, to help you get back to, to center on you, to be that rock, to be that eye of the storm, to go, right, what is it I truly desire? What is it I'm really aiming for? What is it I really want to create in my life? Get back to the core of you through authentic self-expression to tap into what really is important to you and understand why. So getting back to the grey hair, I think one of the reasons why a lot of women choose to put off going à la natural is because we have lost sight of what is authentic, what is real over 40. Back 20, 30, 40 years ago, women didn't dye their hair as much. So we've lost this sense of what a true person looks like, generally, especially a woman, at the age of over 40, 45, 50. Do we have to wait till we're 70 before we can go grey? And why is this concept, this persona of if you have grey hair, you're old, and then you've got this attachment with old, old means you can't do anything? Or old means you're not attractive? Or old means you should just be pushed to the side and not be valued? Why can't we twist that around? And especially with a lot of women out there who are trying to do this on the internet and on social media about this transition into grey is actually embracing a different stage of your life and you create the meaning of that. It's how you express yourself when you allowing the grey or the silver to come through. Be the silver fox. Know what suits um, that hair colour. Maybe you let the, the silver come through and you put a streak of purple in or blue or black. However you feel you should self-express what's right for you at this time and space. And I'm not saying that just because you're over 40 you need to go grey. Please don't take that stance. I'm just saying think about it. Think why you resist letting the LA Natural come highlights come through. Think why you're resisting now to do that. What is driving your fear? The false evidence appearing real? Is it that if you have silver hair that people think that you're old and therefore don't listen to you? But wouldn't it be the other way around? I mean, doesn't silver grey hair mean that you actually have some wisdom, that you've lived some life? What's that saying that we say, um, my children are giving me grey hairs or... It means we've kind of come through something. We've survived certain pieces of our lives. We've survived stress. We've survived. And that's the other thing. We, we associate stress with gray hairs, that we've gone through something traumatic. But maybe it really should be the other way around, that every gray hair should be celebrated because it means maturity. It means I actually know some stuff. I've experienced some stuff. I've got things to say. I've got things that actually contribute. I've got things that are helpful. Where is this cross-generation 
society or culture or community that we should be sharing. I am so fortunate to live in a suburb where there are families, there are students, single people, multicultural people, older people, there are retired people. There's such a mix in this community and I love it because it reminds me that life is not stagnant, that life is fluid, that we are all on a transitional journey. Now, I know Michelle hates that word. We are all on a journey. A journey means that we, it's changing. We're moving. Now, whether we're going forward or just circling round and round and round, but you're still moving in some shape or form. Time waits for no man or woman or child. It keeps going. It keeps going. You are aging day after day, day after day, day after day. So use it. Use it to your advantage. Express yourself while you can in certain different ways. Don't wait for certain times in your life to only do certain things. And don't waste time being someone you're not. Tap into that authentic self and express it so that you can gain that peace inside, so you can gain some of yourself. There's nothing more joyful, I think, than living this authentic life, grasping onto things that you love, doing things that you enjoy. Who are you and how does that reflect in your relationships with others? What sits right with you? Find the strengths in the past, what you've already learned about yourself. Creative writing can actually be really beneficial in helping you to see how you want your future to go. So you write a story about the past, about maybe even when you went to your semi-formal or formal. What did that look like? What did that feel like? How did you express yourself? And if it was a terrible experience, rewrite it. How did you want that to go? What would you have worn? Who did you hang out with? What did you do? How did you express yourself? And how would you like to do that authentically? So you can do a contrast to those two stories and see what's the same and see what's different. Or you could do a future pace thing, we call it in coaching, where you write about your future. If you're not happy with the way your life is going now, change it. You are the one with the power. Think about all the things that just came to mind when I said that. Are they blockages? Is it where you say, I don't have the money? Oh, I don't have the skills. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. I can't possibly do it because of this, that, and the other thing. Why is that? Challenge those thoughts. Challenge that thinking. What might come out of that change? Or that people might actually see you for who you really are. But isn't that the point? Don't you want people to see you for who you really are? Don't you want to hang out with other people who are similar to you, that value the same things? Whatever it is that may be. That helps you tap into your authentic self. Try it. Give it a go. Let me know what you've changed, what you've tried. I would love to hear about that. Otherwise, send me a message if you'd like to hear about something specifically on a podcast. And don't forget to check out um, the sleep stories that we've got on YouTube under Empowering You Creatively. Some of you might find those inspirational or help you get into that meditative state to just check in with your authentic self about who you really are and what you truly want. Thank you for listening to Perfectly Imperfect Relationships podcast. Over and out for now, Izzy.